Hey everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast. A conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Effort of Community Church, it is great to be with you. Once again, welcome to our weekly podcast. My name is Matt Swords. I get to serve here at ECC as the pastor of discipleship to join by our pastor of advancement, Mr. Jim Ehrman. It's good to have you on. Thrilled to be here. So we're going to be taking some time to talk about uh, the ongoing series of You Asked For It, yep. where we started the first of three weeks. So it's the latter portion of our uh, You Asked For It series, but three weeks where we're going to be talking about sexuality in the culture. Uh, Kevin started that, that off. We'll get there in just a little bit. Wanted to start off with reporting back about words of knowledge that we shared from this past weekend and some that landed, uh, which may or may not turn out to be in a, in a testimony video eventually, but we want to report back on what God has done. But first, let's start with you, Jim. You were a service pastor this past weekend. Fill us in. What took yeah. place behind the scenes? What was going yeah, on as that. you stewarded the weekend? Yeah, take us... Take yeah, I love that you said behind the scenes. We do want to pull back the curtain because um, it's beautiful what's going on yeah. behind the scenes. Um, I think some people, when it comes to churches like ours that believe in the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit, that God has so many thoughts, is so willing to share them, uh, there's a lot there. And I think one of the things that makes some churches nervous in how to walk in the level that we're walking is how do you steward it as pastors? Yeah. I mean, what do you do with an actual gathering yeah. of, quite honestly, 1,800 people over two services yeah. um, and, and steward it? So just we want to continue to pull back the curtain on that to let you know that we have three ways in which words and knowledge arrive. Yeah. We've said this before. One is we have a team that prays in the, weeks, in the week leading up. Mm-hmm. We have a pre-service prayer time where we highly encourage, oftentimes, for instance, this past week, we spent the last several minutes letting people walk throughout the room and pray, believing we were going to, through that, after a powerful time of prayer together, believe the words were going to come back together. They come up and inform me as service pastor. Then, of course, some of you in the services, you'll notice people will come up to us as service pastor, in the service pastor position, and share what they believe is actively taking place in the service. That is all kept track of and collated, etc. We then have the team, prayer team, give us back prayer testimony reminders via email and this one. So yeah. this is a fun little thing. Nice. Right? The prayer team fills out what's called a ministry follow-up yeah. form. So just to give you, for instance, may, might I read this? <laughs> Please do. As we climb into some words. There was a word that was given. This is this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this past, yeah. last weekend, this past, this was yesterday. It might have been Saturday. Um, so a woman in her 30s with long blonde hair, the word of knowledge was around emotional healing, and that you were contending for something with God, and what he wanted to give you was the oil of joy. Right? Yeah. That, that, whatever is contending, it wasn't like you didn't care about that, but for sure what I do want to give you in this moment is actually joy, even in the midst of your circumstances. Yeah. And a woman responded to that, and quote says, the Lord in that time of prayer broke off uh, a spirit of depression and a spirit of hope being deferred yeah. constantly, and then even shame and disappointment about her own levels of faith in that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And actually believe... She's had a perpetual eye twitch that she's had for over a year that she ex- she believes she experienced healing and did not have that eye, uh, that eye twitch um, after the time of prayer. So, hey, nice. praise Jesus for that, but feel unseen in the midst of it. Yeah, so. exactly. I love the... Um I, I love that Jesus heals physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. and all the things. Like, he's just so here for all of it. Uh, it reminds me of Cindy's testimony from a couple weeks ago that we played on video where she... There was a word of knowledge for a tooth pain, but she would have had the thought before 
uh, and I share this leading up to what I'm going to share here because this just happened as well this past weekend, but Cindy would have um, had pain in her tooth and then thought, hmm, I wonder if there's going to be a word of knowledge at church and then immediately dismissed it. Well, that would be silly. Why would somebody get a word of knowledge for a pain in the tooth? Well, it took place. She went up front for healing or for prayer to respond. She gets healed. The pain goes from her body right there and she felt it leave. Mm -hmm. um, and it like drastically shrunk and then the, the, the next few days it like completely left. Uh, but then her testimony goes on. It wasn't just about the physical healing she felt in her mouth. She said um, the Lord essentially healed her heart because she felt so seen and known by the Father, like he was his, her father. Uh, and I share that because this past weekend, uh, there was a simple word of knowledge, uh, which a quick teaching lesson. Our job when we receive words of knowledge is to be genuine and authentic and true, to report what we've heard from God and only what we feel like we've heard from God and not a pressure to add something to it just because it might not be quote-unquote specific enough. Mm -hmm. So ankle pain, right, yeah, was, was a word from this past weekend. I don't recall if there was any specific, you know, you're over here in this section or you're no, this age. Was, okay, so just ankle just pain. Just story about uh, Peter. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So feet and I have none, yeah. but I'll give you this. And yeah. all of a sudden feet and ankles were restored. Yes. Yeah. So what some might think, like, oh, that's really general. Of course you share that from the front. You always have somebody who deals with pain. Um, however, here's the, here's the feedback that came, came from that uh, young girl who was visiting. Uh, she came <laughs> running. This is, yeah, from Janessa and Kurt, who serve on our prayer teams. Love you guys. You're amazing. Yeah. So thankful for who you are in our community. So they're serving on our prayer teams. Uh, so this lady comes up to Kurt and Janessa. As soon as the service was over, um, and it says, uh, she was so excited, so, so excited to respond to the word of knowledge. It was awesome. She came to church today with the anticipation of a word of knowledge for ankle pain. Uh, <laughs> and she left so excited about the word. I don't even think she thought to check if she was healed or not. Is what she <laughs> That's fun. She was just, the fact that God Dude. had that word. And believe me, I got that word. And, uh, I'm going to tell you, I have my moments and I had it when I received that word. Yeah. I actually said to the person, yeah. I'm like, did you sense anything? Does it male ankle? Oh, so somebody female? gave that word to you. Uh-huh. Got it. And I'm like, I'm, I just wanted to be like, yeah. was it a male ankle? Yeah. Female? Like, did you get any pic? But I didn't. I was like, yeah. you know what? I I cannot try to form this into my Correct. own image of how a community can yep. receive it better, right? Yep. It's like, you telling me that's what you got? I'm going to... Now, I still have to sense in that moment, in the list of the various things I'm given, you know, I, I would have to probably say about... 10% of the words, maybe 5%, mm -hmm. I didn't present because I wasn't fully at peace. It wasn't encompassed in another word or something like that. But all that to say, um, we, we talk about ankle pain, and there it is, man. It yeah. lands as a woman came with the expectation yeah. that that word, and the word even being spoken out was part yeah. of the healing. Yeah, and we're, um, we're talking about now, we're having active conversations as a staff team, as a pastoral team. What are we experiencing with words of knowledge going forward, how is the community experiencing? Like we're having active conversations. Yeah, tomorrow's a big one. I'm leading the pastors to a conversation tomorrow because I want to be prepared. I like the way Chris put this. Sorry if yeah. I jumped in. No, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, Chris says this. Man, right. We still have a button outside our doors that has a handicap wheelchair on it. You yeah. press it, and, and we hope we always have it because there are some people in our community. We want to speak over the fact that some of the affirmity you're experiencing is a way to know God. Right? We have a theology of disability in this community, meaning there can be things you're facing that God has a more complex reason for than we know, and 
you can come to complete peace in God with not being healed in a certain area, right? We want to welcome that, but we also want to welcome those who are showing up with anticipation sure. that this is something I feel God's wanting to lift from me, right? And so there's the beauty of a community that can walk in both a theology of suffering yeah. and also a belief that suffering can be lifted in a moment. Yeah. That's the kind of people I want to be a part of. Yeah, and so we're having these active conversations um, and... Uh, to me, I, I think it's a huge data point to take this story and say, hey, there are people that are just visiting mm -hmm. and yet they're carrying this anticipation. I believe God's going to have a word of knowledge for this. Like, so to whatever extent, people have, a, I'm sure, a variety of different ways they're navigating the culture here uh, as we are actively That's navigating. Right. Essentially, it's to say we want to be about what Jesus is doing what is he inviting us into as a church, as his church? Mm -hmm. uh, what is he pouring out? Because we want to not only experience it, but like we want to have faith in the process of, you know, of, of going there. It's not just one person. It's not just Kevin going there by himself. We're leading. We're all going there together. That's right. Um, and it's it's an active and purposeful one step, one foot in front of the other, navigating. Because it's not always convenient right. or pretty or comfortable. That's right. Um, but it's, uh, I don't know, we're seeing a lot more people healed here now than we That's used right. to. And truthfully, and for me, just so you know, I, I just so want to be biblical. Okay. I know it seems like that. Like, uh, I was talking to Kevin the other day. Matter of fact, I think I said it at one of the pre-service prayer times. Four out of every five times a beautiful preaching or teaching is done in the book of Acts. Um, it's accompanied with healing. Mm -hmm. It's comforting with a sign and a wonder. And I'm like, oh, Lord, it's you do try, you are trying to get a new framework, a new propositional understanding into people, but you are so backing it up mm -hmm. with the fact that your authority is in the room. I remember I was driving to Lifeway last week, and uh, I was speaking at Lifeway, and I just was so full of the Lord in the sense of saying, Lord, I want to be available, that you want to take this word. I mean, I had worked on this teaching, felt that it was going to be used of God, but I said, I want to be available of you sinking this word, this this teaching deeper into people's lives through signs and wonders. Right. And I sense the Lord say clearly to me, today I'm going to give you souls, which is hilarious because the teaching was on how to evangelize. It was targeted to the church mm -hmm. on how to help people get saved. And I sense the Lord say, I'm going to give you souls. And I literally was in my car thinking, Lord, where in this sermon are you going to do some kind of reaping, right? Mm -hmm. And he reminded me of this one spot when I was talking about process conversion, how our stories help people move along the process of conversion. And it's the Holy Spirit that deals with that last point of pride, right? Mm -hmm. And the Lord says, I'm going to release points of pride to you. So during worship in all three of the services, I, during worship, was revealed someone's point of pride in the room. So then when I got to that point in the teaching, I was able to say, hey, may our Paul's here right now and say, I believe in this room. Such and such point of pride might be there. For instance, one on Saturday night was that you actually are willing to engage Christ. However, you don't want to take on the title Christian. You don't want to be associated with the church. And, and, I, and, and I was able to talk to that for a moment in that meeting. And three people responded to that exact word, that that yeah. was them. Mm -hmm. And over the weekend, ten people came to know Christ that were documented. And, and every single service, I was they were fun to receive. Yeah. But just little insights into a word of knowledge that someone in the room knew about themselves. Mm -hmm. And they didn't think that the Holy Spirit would be able to be that intimately 
quote, calling out in that situation, yeah. this, this point of pride that they were carrying. Wonderful to see how God uses it to draw people to himself. Yeah. And those people were able to take a step to belief in Jesus because the actual word was accompanied with a sign or a wonder in their mind. So, yeah, love it. Yeah, I would love to talk about this topic. I mean, obviously, we can take a whole hour to and uh, barely scratch the surface because there's so much depth and nuance to it, of course. I uh, want to pivot now to Kevin's message from this past week. Come on, of first course. of three. Right? Yeah, and it's about you know sexuality in our culture, you know, wanting to address it. Um, and so we're taking three weeks to go about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin would have started off highlighting this, the reality of there's uh, there's Jesus walking in grace and walking in truth. And, you know, he had a fun, playful way to go about, you know, percentages, 70-30, 60-40, which was a fun point of reflection. In fact, last night at the, the Connect Group I'm a part of, uh, we all went around and shared, you know, we had an opportunity to share. You know, Your percentage, yeah, like yeah, 60% grace, 40% Yeah, so I would let, yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun dialogue, uh, for sure. Um, but anyway, I want to I want to hand it over to you, Jim, um, just for you to unpack for us. You know, what were some of the thoughts? Maybe if you wanted to behind the scenes, what was Kevin carrying going into yeah. the message? Because everybody heard a message which he delivered with excellence and was very clear and very sh- appropriately clear in the sense that like here's who we are. He even stopped and said, "This is who the ECC is, and this is who we will always be, and we will never divert from this truth." And nevertheless, we observe in Scripture. Here are the things that we observe, and here's the grace side. Uh, but you know, more than that, thirty-minute talk from Kevin. There's a whole lot of prayer and and oh, caring that Kevin's oh, taking goodness. on. So I, I, you know, I want to hear from you, yeah. Jim. How did you experience the week weekend? You've been walking with uh, Kevin. Kevin around. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, I'm part of. I'm going to be one of the speakers over three weeks. So Kevin and I, as well as the yeah. other speaker, have been spending yeah. some time conversing. So we're carrying a burden, but it's it's such a holy, sacred, and good burden to be carrying. Which mm-hmm. is, you're gonna. You saw it in Kevin's message. We simply didn't want to get up there and make statements about what we have decided to believe as a church, even though he did allude to the fact that we even changed our bylaws to make sure we address the topic of marriage. But what Kevin was carrying was, how would Christ have wrestled with this? If Christ was in the 21st century North America West Mm -hmm. and addressing the question of sexual identifiers Mm -hmm. and sexual um, permission, etc., how would Christ have shown up in that moment? And I do, I, I just so love that all six points that Kevin made, three around the way Christ carried truth, three around the way Christ surprised us with how he kept the edges of truth wild, yeah, right? Sure. The way he engaged in delivering truth into the world. Actually, presence and truth. Um, I just, I, I, I just want to say kudos to Kevin because I left reflecting on what would Jesus say to the topic of homosexuality now. I didn't leave thinking, what's my church believe? Sure. Or what's what's societal decline look like, etc. Sure. I left thinking, what would my Jesus do yeah. um, around this topic? And I was inspired in that. So. Yeah, and so he had uh, very clear um, points as it related to truth and grace. Kevin himself said he was 70-30, I think, 70% yeah, yeah, yeah. truth. Well, it changed three times. Did it? Weekend. Yeah. It was so funny. Saturday night, like, and then Sunday morning, he's like, okay, I changed from last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome right. to right. pastoral work. Dude, I'll tell you what, um, which is fascinating. Which What, what would you say to that? Um, and uh, I have some thoughts about it as well, but what would you say to that, Jim? Are you Well, Jim will always be what the group needs. So I probably, because I know uh, this community's leadership leads 
leans probably 60-40 towards sure. truth. Yeah. Uh, I, you'll tend to find me always playing what I call a minority report. Okay. Because I, I have that gift of being able to sit in both sides, understand both perspectives. Right. So if I see that predominantly our leadership is 60-40 one way, I'll be 60-40 the other, yeah. simply so I can be that minority opinion voice. Yeah. But where Jim lands in his quiet moments was just him, no one ever knows. Oh, yeah. Keep that My job is oh, Rachel weird. knows, I'm sure. <laughs> Renner might figure it out yeah, one day. Trust me, the boy will be into it. Um, so How about you? I don't. I mean, I don't want to sidetrack you here. Oh no, it's I. Um, I have. I, I. I actually became one of those people that I'm like. I'm not sure that, you know, we, in our discussion last night at the Connect Group, it's like, well, Jesus is 100% of both, is he not? And then I was just like, yeah, but I don't know. Jesus actually said so he is truth. You can do truth. that, but it's not always how he delivered it. Right. right. He is right. truth. Like so. Like to, to. To me, I'm thinking like I'm not sure it actually breaks down like that. Um, and I didn't mean, I didn't want to be the smart aleck in the room. Like, that's not theologically correct. Yeah. But, like, to me, I'm thinking, like, truth is who Jesus is. Grace is the delivery method that makes it attainable. You know what I mean? It's like this mug. And, like, that's filled with truth, of course. Uh, but the mug is the grace that allows you to receive it. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to, if I'm just going to be, you know, truth without Swash. grace, I'm just yeah. going to throw this in your face. I'm like, here's truth. And that's how a lot of people are fearful of the idea of, I have to choose one or the other, and that's where people get terrified of, well, if I choose grace, that means I'm neglecting truth, mm -hmm. and, you know, and people are going, you know, with this fear of the Lord, I'm going to stand before God one day, and if I choose to not tell this person that the way they're acting is going to result in potentially damnation, like, I'm going to be accountable to God. So there's a legitimate burden people carry that's right. with the idea that if I'm graceful, quote-unquote, um, um, at the expense of truth, and I'm somehow in sin or or, or needing to get yeah. uh, counseled. And Jesus, man, he never, I don't know, grace is what made truth even ex accessible, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Um, and I think there's a place where, sorry, I'm going to go on my rabbit trail here. I think he's 100% grace on the, like, immediately. And the only people he showed some type of, like, and this is my verbal processing here, some type of uh, forceful or abrupt or maybe abrasive truth was towards the religious oh, yeah. uh, people. their own foil on them. Yeah. Right. And in Galatians 5, it says, when you attempt to achieve righteousness through works, it says you've been severed from Christ, which is to say you're severed from truth. Um, and and grace, grace can't deliver truth to you because uh, grace is the vehicle in which you experience truth and you've been severed from it. That's like right. you've cut grace off. Um, because you're going about it through works. Uh, and then that, that's when you observe Jesus just being there, you know, a brood of vipers and, and just full of dead man's bones. And Jesus even said, observe their works, do the works, but do not uh, follow them. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, it's a fascinating discussion because, you know, Jesus ate with sinners. And, and part of me thinks, like, I don't have to sacrifice truth in order to be graceful, Um but at the end of the day, I think it always results in, you know, Holy Spirit, lead me, right? Yeah. What does the person I'm talking to need? Um, what are you doing? Because it might just be getting down and washing their feet. Um, or the woman at the well and, and, and being very clear with the truth. You've had five husbands, you know, yeah. that was a truthful moment. And it resulted in her being redeemed and her old hometown, her whole hometown getting saved. Like, I don't know.
Uh, just some random musings on my part, but it's, they're not random, they're gorgeous. And Drew, just so you know, we lost track of our time. There's an update going on, so who knows what time we're at right now. And thanks to Drew, Drew Young for being so great. Oh, we have time. That's right, man. We, we, have, time. we have a lot in 46 <laughs> seconds, because these are those 20-minute extended ones. But I just uh, want to say this. Anyway. I wanna, uh, we can't help but saying this. God gifted us with dipping us in a bit of the holiness stream. I want to remind mm -hmm. us that we are ECC. Yeah, I have all exactly as a community. I, I really respect the six streams of the church, the, the charismatic stream, the evangelical stream, the holiness stream, the contemplative stream, the social justice stream, the sacramental stream of the church. They're all wonderful. Mm -hmm. Just always remember, we have been deeply blessed and gifted and even carry the burden of having a very strong holiness stream within mm -hmm. us. So we will always likely lean towards you know what? Jesus is pretty clear on what the nature of marriage is. Therefore, right. it's a commentary on sexuality. You know what? Jesus believed people could change and actually had to deny themselves yeah. in certain ways. That the, that the life on this side of heaven is one of denial in certain areas. right? And so I do want to remind you, we will always carry the gift as a holiness stream church of saying, hey, here is how it is. So I think we're, I think my dream was most of us leaving challenged just on, how Jesus goes about delivering truth into the world. Yeah. His willingness to actually risk having any authority at all in the synagogue by spending time with Zacchaeus in his home. Right. Right? He, he, he is giving up the potential of being invited into the synagogue. It's that deep. Yeah. Um, and, but, but he says, you know what, that's, that's unfortunate because mm -hmm. I'm going to spend time in this home. That is the part that I feel we're being called to right yeah. now. And, and I want to receive that. Now, that said, I also want to remind you, we are a community that believes in transformation. Yeah. So I know this is very uncomfortable. I know this could affect careers of people just to say this. Yeah. But we would believe that someone can experience, particularly when it comes to sexuality enticement or mm -hmm. temptation toward things, we believe that it's not only about denying that you potentially can be, quote, dare I say it, even rewired in where your affections land. Yep. We are a people that believe in that, yep. and we will pray for it. We will not pressure for it, but we will pray for it. Yeah, which leads us into this next weekend. That's exactly Dennis right. speaking. It's going to be an incredible message. Yeah. Really excited for him to share. Um, yeah, he's just so so dear to my heart. Love Thank Dennis you. so much, and, and the message he's bringing. Uh, it's not just a story. It, it carries the power of God to yep. bring. Uh, and deliverance and healing for people. That's right. I am so looking forward to it. So thanks for your little bit of extra time today. You know, also just keeping in mind, pray for those who are you know, getting involved in uh, Connections Pathway this Saturday. You know, we want to continue to welcome. We have great stories of what's coming out of the first steps rooms of people engaging with this community. Yeah. And we want to say thank you for taking extra time this week for the podcast as we're talking about how the Lord's using words of knowledge in the midst and what he's speaking into our world. Be well, yeah. people. Rock on. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortacommunitychurch.com. Community